0: Welcome to Season 4 of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the conversations of Rockstar Burst and myself, Michael Woodland, as we discuss the sport of shooting, goals, training, community matters, and everyday life. You are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Good people, we're back at it again, and thank you for joining us for another installation of the M W Tactical Podcast. This week's show is sponsored by JM4 Tactical, so please head on over to JM4Tactical.com or JM4 Dimensions for your training. For those people who are in Texas, or if you're just visiting Texas, pay them a visit and see what all they have to offer. But also remember, they also sponsor me within the sport of shooting. So this week's sponsor is JM4 Tactical. Once again, I want to go ahead and say thank you to all the listeners we have around the world. It is greatly appreciated. And if everybody will, please share the M-W Tactical YouTube channel to all your friends and loved ones. And remember, once we hit a thousand subscribers, we will be doing a giveaway. So we still have all that stuff on hold that the sponsors have donated to us that we will give away once we hit a 1000 subscribers. And also remember, um, as I already mentioned, you could watch the M-W Tactical podcast on the M-W Tactical YouTube channel. And if you have Spotify that you're listening to the M-W Tactical podcast, you can also watch this recording that is taking place right now on Spotify. So that's pretty unique how that came about. And I got selected to be one of the first people to actually try that out. So I'm having fun with that one as well, but also remember whatever is your favorite streaming platform, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button, follow whatever it is to take. So you can be notified whenever the new podcast comes up. Now, For a lot of people, I know y'all don't want to look at me or hear me talk, everybody wants to see Rockstar, hear Rockstar talk, you know, but I'm gonna let everybody know, like I've been doing every week that I do nag her. I don't let her get no sleep. I interrupt her (laughs) meetings at work. (laughs) I I just do all kind of crazy stuff just to stay under her, just so she can be on her P's and Q's. That's my definition. That's what I'm going to stick with so without further ado bringing forth the co-host of the m-w tactical podcast the one the lovely the only rock star what's going on there with you miss Rockstar?
1: oh hey um doing doing well it's you know things have been busy here in milwaukee and life has been good for the most part no you know no crazy updates i guess just uh chugging along through winter and I've been spending a lot of time with family and friends and uh yeah just uh kind of ready to get through January.
0: (laughs) Well um actually I can say since October I've been looking forward to January and not because it's my birthday month um but it was other reasons I was looking forward to January to hit but I'm glad January's here so I'm like ching ching now, um, let's go ahead and see what the rest of 2022 is going to offer us. <laughs> <laughs> now, one, one thing I did want to ask you before we jump into the main topics of the show is, for instance, when I hit you up and I talk about the weather, because, you know, I, like I tell you, I'm allergic to the cold.
1: You are, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you hear people like me who live down south complain about the weather and everything what actually goes through your mind and how do people up north actually relate that when we say like man it's cold down here what's the temperature 45 degrees and go, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, how, how does that relate to you
1: oh i think it's funny i'm like you guys don't even know what cold is <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be like six degrees here tomorrow
0: <laughs> mm, i can't, can't mess with it i remember i went on um a trip and this is when I was in the army and I had to go up to New York for a month for um, my job mm-hmm. <laughs> I woke up looked at the news and it said something like um today's temperature is going to be the low of negative five with a high of zero and I was like what hold on what what are you saying because it didn't make sense to me Cause, you know, every time <laughs> I hear the news is always going to be Oh, your low is going to be 55, the high is going to be 72, or the low is going to be, you know, 60 with a high of 84. <laughs> you know, I never heard like negative, like, hold on, what, how do people survive? <laughs> you know, so, um, but, like I said, that always killed me, but then I can relate to the cold weather a little bit better when I was stationed over in Korea, because, you know, it gets cold over there.
1: Sure. And um,
0: when I came back to the States, of course, you know, what was considered cold, I was walking around with like just a regular t-shirt on, no jacket. But then that second winter when I was in the States, I was like, yo, this is freezing. What's going on right <laughs> you know, But yeah, I'm not a big fan of that cold weather though.
1: Yeah. And it's, I mean, I lived in Minneapolis for seven years and it is when I first moved up there that it was 2013 and it was the first winter that we had that polar vortex (laughs) and Mm. I was so not that Milwaukee's not warm in the winter don't get me wrong but I mean it was freezing there were nights when with the wind chill it would be you know 40 below and there was only one time when I lived up there that the jeep didn't start and I think that's like that was one of those nights when the wind chill was you know negative 30 negative 40 degrees and you know the high the next day with the wind chill was like negative 25 and I had to work from home that day because I could not get I'm like if it's if the jeep doesn't start you know it's cold
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, pretty much right (laughs) so but you know like dealing with this cold weather um a lot of things we got to attribute to what's going to take place and some of the topics I I do want to talk about and we might not hit all these topics during the show (laughs) But um, I do wanna talk about the oil and lube that people use and do they consider cold weather as a factor into that? So like, what do you use and all that? But we'll talk about it after the commercial break. Then also, I did wanna hit up about the AR-15 and the new firearm that you was talking about. And With it being the cold weather, what changes do people do when it comes to concealed carrying when it's cold? Because some people have to wear layers you know like whereas up where you are you have to change your wardrobe from summer to winter <laughs> like it's a dress. <laughs> you know and then um then of course we got shot show um a lot of people i know are headed out to shot show um this week so um and then five minutes with Sarin gomez so we hit him up he said he's coming back so after the commercial break we're gonna do five minutes with sari gomez and See what he's gonna rattle off this time around and see how it pans out. (laughs) You know, so um but have you done anything special during the week other than stay warm and hang out with family?
1: Um, let's see. Trying to think this last week was kind of a blur. I felt like I just had a lot of stuff I had to get done. And um I have a bunch of different house projects that I've been trying to tackle. So I wrote out I have a whiteboard, I have several whiteboards stationed throughout my house so I kind of made a a tick list of all these things that I need to do so I am like replacing one of the windows in my attic and I need to like several months ago I had some plumbing work done and I still have a hole in my wall that I need to patch and uh I I just put my vanity in front of it but it's behind there (laughs) (laughs) um so there's just I'm like okay I like walked through the house um I have to fix one of the the railings it's loose on my stairwell just like little things that you know you're like oh yeah I've got all this like stuff that I have to do and take care of and manage so I mean a whole laundry list of of house items I I can work on because you know I'm going to be inside a lot more for the next month or so as Mm -hmm. we ride out winter so I figured it was a good time to kind of
0: tackle some of that stuff. No, I got you on that. So let's let's go ahead and dive into a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, let's hit up some of those topics that we said we wanted to hit up and um, see where this is going to take us. So I'm actually interested to see what Saren Gomez is going to do and say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: if everybody will, if you're in your vehicles, please um, go ahead and turn the radios up. Make sure you got those seatbelts on. Put it on cruise control. Take a sip of that drink. Sit back, relax, and here are a few, few words from our sponsors.
2: Hey, everyone. John from Outdoor Dynamics here. We're a remanufacturer of ammunition based in Kannapolis, North Carolina. We make everything from 9mm 115 grain to Specialized forty Smith & Wesson. So if you have anything from an open gun to just a standard Glock 19, feel free to reach out to us at OutdoorDynamics.net. We're on Instagram and Facebook with Outdoor Dynamics, and we're always here for you. Happy to answer any questions you have. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked-up prices that come with a brick-and-mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store or sent to a federally licensed middleman, called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina, or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout, and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAETransfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Mental Health and Guns. At Walk the Talk America, we are working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org.
0: All right, good people. We're back at it again. And thank you for sitting through that commercial break. And if you will, like I always say, head on over to the sponsors and give them a like and let them know that you heard about their products from us talking about it on the M-W Tactical Podcast. They will be greatly appreciative of those efforts. Now, um, before we went on a commercial break, we said it was a couple topics that we were gonna hit. And of course, <laughs> One of the topics that I was looking forward to was the five minutes with Sergeant Gomez. So of course, as we stated, we hit up Sergeant Gomez and he said, he's always going to come back to the M-W Tactical Podcast. And guess what, here is Sergeant Gomez. So what's going on there with you Sergeant Gomez? Hey,
3: how are y'all doing? It's been a while, Been been a few months, right?
0: Oh yeah, so we took our commercial, I mean, we took our season break and then, of course, um, we came on back, and then we did our Christmas break. Now we're back at it again until the next break for the shooting season to kick off. But um, of course, we always got to share that moment with you as well.
3: Awesome! Thanks, I appreciate it. What's the uh, when's the shooting season start?
0: Well, it actually started in January, but. Um, for me and this weather, you know, I'm not going to do any major matches until around about the March time frame.
3: Uh, once it starts warming up a little bit? Uh, of
0: course. You know how I am because you remember how it <laughs> yeah. was when I was over in Germany. I turned into a big beep when it gets cold.
3: Yeah, you're not, not a cold weather kind of guy.
0: <laughs> no, nah, not at all. Not at all.
3: All right, so now the show is
0: yours, this time, Gomez. All
3: right, so uh, as we know, it's the time of year where people, they – They've come through the holidays and some people have gotten guns and some people are new to the gun, but they're still out looking for training and they're trying to figure out what or how to go about them having a gun because it's new to them. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the defense urban training by that TikTok security guard and uh, he's gone viral and it's crazy that people pay him to train them. But when you look at the videos and you watch the videos, you can sit there and punch holes in in his training methods and how it's not practical. How, how would you go about kind of washing those people out of the gun industry to prevent improper training?
0: Mm, you wanna take the lead on this, Rockstar? Sure. That uh,
1: I ew, That's such a good question. And it's kind of a tough one to answer because I, think we're sort of at a stage in society that even if you give people boatloads of information of why what they're doing is wrong, they're just not going to listen to you. Um, at least the last two years has shown me a lot of that. Um, but I do think that it's important for industry leaders to really kind of take a stand and to to, to call out poor practices when we see them and to let people know hey, if you're going to do this, there's a good chance that if you're actually in a situation where you needed to defend yourself, this training might not work. You might end up, you know, you know hurting yourself or hurting other people. And um, I think just having this this idea that it's, it's important to vet the people that we're going to for our, you know, for our information, for our training, what are their credentials? Where did they study? How did they get certified? How did they get their training, who are, who are they associated with, like, who are their mentors and their teachers, Um, and just making sure that they're reputable, so obviously that takes a lot of due diligence, we're in a very fast-paced society where people don't even want to take the time to do that, but it really kind of does start with this notion of, uh, you know, of of being diligent in, in your own search when you're, when you're looking for you know, for new people to train with, or, or new new techniques and new trainings overall. So, I think that's the best step to take. Because again, I think even if obviously this guy has, he's garnered a ton of attention and has all sorts of followers, and people are paying him all this money to train on things that may be questionable. So, um, I don't know. I don't really know if you can you can combat that on a on a large scale level. I think it has to just be on the individual level of Doing that due diligence and, and making sure that you're training with people who are, in fact, legitimate.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. What about you, uh, Woodland? All right, so
0: you notice he almost says Sergeant Woodland. You saw that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so now um, the way I look at it is it's just like as Rockstar stated, society is okay. so brainwashed with the theatrics of what's taking place. How do we combat that? So now the only way you can truly combat it is you have to get up in a forum and debunk everything he's doing and saying. Every video that I've seen that he talked about, it's not realistic. Now, I'm not saying every bad guy is educational in the art of robbing somebody or bringing harm to somebody, but every video he put up it's like as you stated at the beginning there's holes in it now how do you combat it to wake people up you have to do a demonstration in front of people with him and whoever to show the comparison as to why that is not real and why is not the best way to go if you don't do that and actually show people because now if i just sit right here all day and say hey you have to shoot a firearm with your right hand. That's the best way to do it. Now, I just excluded all the left-handed people, you know? So now how many left-handed people are gonna to try to pick up their um, firearm with their right, ha- their right hand and execute whatever tasks that I'm saying, you know? Before somebody actually comes around and say, hey, look, this is probably the best way for you because you're left-handed and it's all through instruction and training, right? But it isn't anything falsified if that makes sense so the theatrics of it he found the niche in the system that opened up the door for him and instead of him going out to garner the correct teaching techniques to expand his business he's running with what he feels is correct and i don't think that's remotely true because how many people now are gonna go ahead and try those methods and get hurt? And look at it from the standpoint of when we was doing combatives over in Germany, right? Some of the techniques I was showing people in um, the company, that's not gonna work if the person is resisting, because I was just showing y'all like little stuff just for fun, you know what I'm saying? But if somebody was resisting you, some of that stuff is not gonna work in real life. Right. Mm
3: -hmm. yeah i mean it makes sense and uh if i mean going forward with it would it uh is there any let's say three things you would say you would look for to take a class from somebody because i know you talked about like reputation the mentors the like their background and stuff but sometimes that stuff's not out front you know what i mean so you like you you mentioned you have to do your due diligence do your research but what are what are like three things you would look for what what, what do you look for when it comes to, hey, I, I'll, I'll listen to this person or uh, I'll take a class with this person?
0: Ladies first.
1: <laughs> I would check references. Um, and maybe that's because it's like the landlord in me. Um, but it, I think it's really important to, you know, who else have you trained with? What was their experience like? What did they um, What did they think of the training that they received? So that would be one thing. That I would for sure do, and if they don't want to give you references, that's a huge red flag because anyone who's proud of their work and you know, um, comfortable with the the kind of training that they're doing is is going to gladly give you those those names and those numbers of people that they've worked with previously. Um, I think another one too is ask for their certifications and see you know who who are they certified with? Is it through USCCA, is it through the NRA? You know what? What are those qualifications that they have right off the bat? Um, and then I think the other thing too, like, and this is—I don't know. I mean, I—I feel like I use discernment quite a bit, but like, go with your gut um, to an extent, right? Like, if you if you have a bad feeling about somebody, there's a reason for that. If something seems fishy or somebody seems off or someone just seems like they're blowing smoke and they're maybe i don't know like a snake snake oil salesman or just just don't seem legit trust that that feeling right like there's there's a lot of people in the world who are trying to unfortunately take advantage of people and scam people and you know just take their money and not provide any value so um I do think that whole like trust your gut thing is is very important. So if someone seems off, uh, you know, don't be afraid to trust that
0: instinct. I agree with all that as well. I'm a firm believer in, as um, Rockstar said, um, go through and look what reviews people are saying about it. That's first starting point. Um, Now, the downside to that one is, is the fact people don't know what they don't know. So if this this is your first time dealing with any type of firearms training or training in general, if this person is coming off as, oh, they know what they're talking about and it sounds good, you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So are you gonna now go to another class for reference to see the comparison between the two or how do you do it? You know, um, some people might say, hey, is it okay if I sit in your class for the first 10 to 20 minutes or whatever? Um, because you gotta remember a lot of people who actually instruct, that is intellectual property, you know, um, in a sense. So some people might allow you to sit through a class. Um, I know for a fact, if I'm doing anything, if anybody has any doubts, I just let them sit in the class for free. Man, come on, get a free class. That's how confident I am that, you know, you're gonna have what you need by the time you leave this class. Um, but each instructor is different in that regards. Um, something else that um, we can actually say, and I don't know if Rockstar said this or not, um, ask for their credentials to see where they was um, trained from or who they was trained with. Um, I think a lot of people who are law enforcement and military, they're going to get a bad rap because so many people hold on to that or I'm ex-military or I'm ex-police. And I did this back in 1955 training methods changed since then so what are you doing to stay relevant with that curve of teaching people your learning curve you know to help facilitate that training um you could be the best instructor in the world but if your material is not connecting the dots with the evolution of society you're missing the mark now in a sense of speaking um yeah that's good
3: i mean that goes with everything i mean you can apply that mentality to just about anything because i mean i agree you're right i mean you have to stay relevant and things change and i've noticed right now a lot of the videos i've watched they talk about stance
2: mm-hmm.
3: and stance this and stance that and for for a long time like that it's kind of been brushed over but when you when they break it down it's starting to make more sense that hey your stance makes a lot of sense on your accuracy or your, your your accuracy mm-hmm. is annotated based off your your stance and uh, I think we looked it over for a long time but with with the guys that you talk about coming out of the military and they don't like they stuck to what they know and they're selling that mm-hmm. but we didn't talk stance in the 2010 2012 time we just talked about sight pictures side alignment you're breathing but now that stance is the flip the page now we're talking stance I think it, it's translating into more accurate and more uh, relevant information
0: correct mm-hmm. what else you got there sanji
3: uh, i think that, that was pretty much it i was just curious to see if you guys had gotten the rap i'm gonna get that guy that uh detroit urban survival <laughs> tactics trainer because yeah. uh I, I figured you'd blow blow a gasket if you watch couple of his videos
0: Oh, trust me, Um, I have, and uh, I think Rockstar, she was laughing at me one time when I was talking about the guy. We
1: got <laughs> all like,
0: heated. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Like, how are people even finding this guy reputable or informative in any type of way? And, um, but let's reverse that now. So when you came across that dust guy, how did you look at it and how did you feel and what went through your mind?
3: So... I thought it was a joke. Like, I thought it was just like, Oh, someone's making fun of something Mm -hmm. or someone's making fun of the, like the self-defense industry. You know what I mean? And then I I clicked on one then I I let it go for a couple of days and I saw it again, another video. I'm like, okay, this guy's (laughs) legit making business off this. Mm -hmm. He, he has followers. People are paying to be trained by this guy and no one's batting an eye. Like no one's shut him down. No one's, questioned it but looking like more in depth into it people have questioned him I have called him out and they, they've called him uh to come on podcasts and discuss his techniques and he won't do it i mean that alone is a red flag you know what i mean if you if you truly believe in something you're selling something you should be able like like you mentioned defend your case mm-hmm. and uh he just won't do it so at this point i think it's just now it's just social media just keeping him going but you wouldn't catch me in one of his classes unless I'm there to make fun of him.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think um, like there was one case where there was a guy, he went there and he did everything correctly, but then he tried to come back and say, Oh, he wasn't um, the tough guy when I applied this technique to him or whatever. I was like, but who's going to stand there and let you do anything to them? Like if I show you a technique, I'm gonna show you the technique of what its intent is. So is it pain compliance or is it just something where you can break away and run? Um, But in the end, now you have to figure out how you're gonna use that technique in a matter of self-defense because the way you get punched in the face and how I get punched in the face, it could be by the same person, but your tolerance to pain and my tolerance to pain are two different and the way we react to it is gonna be different. So, how are you going to throw that into your plan?
3: Yeah, I mean, Mike Tyson said it best. Everyone has a plan, so they get punched in their mouth.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh,
3: my, my, that mm-hmm. dude, that tactics guy, is like, there's a video where the, he's like demonstrating like a maybe like a crawl, walk, run th- technique. And he, at this point, he's going at combat speed. And the guy defending just backs up and shoots him. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't work. And he's like, oh, you're, you're going too fast. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're not gonna have control of somebody's defense. Like, right. Your your method doesn't work, man. Like, move out of here. But still kicking, still doing his thing. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, ignorance is ignorance, and uh, entertainment is just that until somebody gets yeah. hurt trying to do it. Like yeah, that
1: that that's right. It's like until somebody gets hurt, and that's the sad that's funny that you said that too because when I first saw him I thought he was just a troll I was like oh this guy's like making these videos and he's making fun of everybody and I talked to several of my friends I'm like is this guy legit or is he just like the greatest troll of all time and we like went back and forth on being like whether or not he was the real real deal I say that subjectively um like you know actually doing this stuff and then yeah, if you go on his actual Instagram page, I mean, he deletes any negative comments, I mean, he filters anything out that puts him in a bad light, so, I mean, it's pretty obvious that what he's doing is not legit, Um, but that's the problem, too, and it's, like, I feel like any, any service, right, and I love reading, like, Google reviews, I, you know, I'm, i Leave a lot of them, and I'm like a Google guide, and all those things. So, like, I read a lot of Google reviews because I like to see what people have to say about something. And I always like to read the one star reviews because obviously, not everyone is going to have an amazing experience, right? And there's been places where I've left like a four or five star review, and I'll go and I'll read the one star review because my experience. You know, restaurants are a prime example. You could catch a server on a bad day, or they could screw up your order. Or there's, you know, there's a million things that can. Uh, there's a lot of variables, right? But, you know, I think the fact that Google makes you leave those up there for everyone to to be able to see is is actually really beneficial. And that's one thing that I'm not like a huge fan of about. Obviously, it's your social media account. You should be able to to control who and what gets to do certain things on it, but. When you are providing a service, I think it is important that consumers have the ability to know how their real experience was as well as warn other people of, hey, you know, we learned this stuff and it's actually not legit and it's actually not going to help you in this situation. And the fact that he can kind of self-censor that I don't think is helping anybody out in this situation.
0: Yeah, I think what's gonna end up taking place is um, somebody's gonna be put in a position. They're going to try the techniques that they learned from this guy. It's not going to work. And then they're going to turn around and try to sue him. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's what's going to happen and what's going to be the wake-up call. And then, of course, you already know the people who are anti-firearms are going to use that and use that as a tool as well. So they, yeah, will use it as leverage. Yeah. But then he might end up getting paid from the other side. <laughs> Now for faulty techniques, or you know, so it's one of those measures. Well, well, sorry, G, thanks for coming on again. And um, hopefully, we will see you in a next couple weeks or so and bring you back on and see what else you want to bring up that throws us off balance. That was that was a good talking point, right there. Yeah, that
3: was good. Yeah, I was thinking about it since you hit me up about coming on and uh, asking a question. It was like, well. Let's see what I got. It's been a while since I've talked to you anyways. So right. this has just been, like, it's been on my timeline, not soft. It's like, you know what? Let's talk about this.
0: Yeah, that was, that was a good one.
3: But, uh, good. yeah, I appreciate the time and good luck. Hopefully it starts warming up sooner than later so you can start shooting some more.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to still shoot, Um, just not going to be as much <laughs> until it warms up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. But, um, like I said, we're going to stay in touch and um, we'll see you on here in the next couple weeks or so.
3: All right, take care. All
0: right, nice take care yourself. now. Bye. All right, so that was um, Sergeant Gomez. And for those of you who are new to the show, me and Sergeant Gomez was stationed together over in Germany when I was over in Germany when we went to Afghanistan. And um, good guy, he's a very good guy. You know, very, um, he seeks out knowledge and he likes to challenge people um, to prove a point, uh, both physically and mentally. So, um, but I like Sergeant Gomez though. So um let's go ahead since we already started talking about the training aspect of things you know with um the dust guy because i really don't like saying his name (laughs) let's briefly talk about or let's do this let's go ahead and jump into a commercial and then we're going to come back and then let's just open it up with um concealed carry in cold weather and see how you would actually do it and compare it to what i would actually do all right. So um, if everybody will, please stay in your seats. And here are a few words from our sponsors. JM4 tactical has developed a state of the art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster with high quality Hermit Oak leather securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer boltron shell. Your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm 4 Tactical.
2: Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself.
0: What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, good people. We're back at it again. And thank you for sitting through that commercial break. And like always, please pay those sponsors a visit and let them know that you heard about them through the M-W Tactical Podcast. Before we went on commercial break, we had stated that we were going to talk about cold weather and carrying Casil. If that's an option in your state or if that option is granted to you. Or what about open carry with layers on as well? So, um, of course, if you are on YouTube or Spotify and i watching this recording, if you notice when Rockstar starts talking, she is layered up right now, you know, <laughs> looking snazzy in the gray outfit <laughs> with the snow background <laughs> and the windows. So have you even considered or concerned in any type of way walking outside of the house Cause you know, a lot of people, when they train, they only train when it's warm outside. Now, how do you actually translate that to when it's colder with layers on? Because your body's not going to move the same when it's cold and with layers on. So how are you tackling that?
1: Yeah, well, it's, I actually, this is like my biggest jacket that I own. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. It's got a fur hood. I'm just like, living my best life right now um but my my normal winter jacket that I wear is not quite as as bulky so it's um it, it's fairly easy to unzip and this one is so like buttons and zippers and all sorts of things so it is kind of bulky and clunky and not super um easy to navigate so it's probably not actually the ideal jacket um if I'm wearing you know if I'm normally like I've got like a belly band or something like that on so it it does take me a minute to get this one unzipped my other jacket is um yeah I still have it still takes a second but it's not nearly as big (laughs) as this one is um and yeah and then it's also just like so like I have my purse on me I'm not caring right now but um I love this. I got this actually at Rob's Guns down at Train and Learn and um it's got a really nice pouch for um holding a pistol. So, you do uh, carry occasionally that way. I'm not a huge fan of keeping my uh, my firearm in my purse. I just feel like there is a lot of variables that can potentially go wrong with that, but you know, it is a nice option to to carry at least like in my vehicle and stuff like that. So, um And that, I mean, that I wear year round like that doesn't change season to season. That's a purse I can, I can take with me, obviously, whether it's warm out or whether it's cold out. Um, And yeah, and then just as far as like, um, I'm just trying to think of like other, so obviously in the Midwest, we do have like a wardrobe change. Our summer clothes are not the same as our winter clothes or we, you know, we do dress significantly differently depending on the time of year that it is. Um, And one thing that I've been just sort of thinking about as you know as I've I've been changing my wardrobe slightly as I've been getting more comfortable carrying and things like that but how can um, how can I still dress and stay warm and carry a firearm and there's um, you know there's some different techniques that that women can use Um, there's like gal that i i'm friends with um cassandra brewer on facebook she always does these really cute outfits and she's like you know try to find where i've got my firearm concealed and you know she'll be wearing these very form-fitting outfits and dresses and, and you you can't see it like you don't know where where her pistol is on her person and i think that's really cool and and encouraging for like i like to dress up i like to wear a lot of dresses, I wear stuff that's like pretty form fitting. That's just kind of my my style. So um, you know, finding ways to still be able to carry a firearm, but also still sort of have that, I guess, feminine look is is important. Um so in winter it's a little bit easier, obviously with like sweatshirts and bulkier sweaters and stuff like that that are still seasonal and cute and, and stuff like that. I you know it's 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 definitely easier to um, you know, to conceal things in some cases, but I don't know. Um, that's, I guess, I guess it's the one perk of winter, right? Like hoodies and, and, and sweaters and stuff like that. But still, as far as like being dressed up and, you know, wearing dresses or sweater dresses or stuff like that, uh, finding, finding ways to still be able to wear that as well as conceal carry.
0: I've always said that women have more options to carry a firearm than men do, (laughs) you know, especially in the winter months, you know, because of, you know, a woman can wear a skirt, a dress, shorts, pants, and your conventional man is normally either going to wear shorts, pants, meaning slacks or jeans, or maybe a suit. (laughs) We don't have as many options as women, but throughout the various options of clothing it gives women more options on ways to carry now you can get unique with it and you know carry other accessories but i'm just not a fan of carrying a bag of any such with a firearm in it because of course if that bag leaves your possession more than arm's length away then you gotta look (laughs) you know um for me when i do layer up around here in South Carolina and let's just say the Southeast region when it gets cold. Yeah. I might just put on a hoodie and then a thin jacket over that hoodie. You know, now if I'm staying outside longer than I should, or that I perceive as all day. Now I might put on another heavier jacket on top of the hoodie versus that thin jacket that I had. Um, I do have um, a heavier jacket almost like the one that you have on. But if I'm wearing something like that, um, now I'm not gonna zip it up because whatever shirt I'm wearing, whether it be a sweater or a hoodie, more than likely that's gonna be in the region that I'm carrying, you know, whether it be on my hip or appendix. Now, (laughs) if, if I know I'm gonna be out for a real long time and I am wearing a really heavy jacket. I might even go to, you know, the firearm being outside of the waistband, you know, so I can slide in the jacket and just pull it out and I don't have to fight, you know, the four or five different layers that I have on, <laughs> you know, in the sense of speaking. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? It all determines on where you are, the conditions that you're used to, And how much have you trained with that aspect on, you know, um, because like for me, I haven't done any real training with layers on, you know, the most I've trained with layers on is I probably had a hoodie on and just coming out, concealed carry and just seeing how fast I can get on target. Um, But I never put on like a heavy jacket and then try to come out of the holster and see what I can do. You know, um, now we might justify it in our minds and say like, oh yeah, if something was to happen, there's only going to be a split second or whatever the case may be. That split second could be a determination between life and death, you know, or serious injury and no injury. How do you weigh it? But, um, how do we train? What do we do? All right. So the best thing to do is just possibly seek out the training or start in your house and see what you could do. That's normally what I do, like when I sit back, okay, layer time, let's figure this out, <laughs> you know? Because um, I don't think you're going to be as fast as you would be as you normally practice when it was warmer, you know, however you get to your firearm in a concealed manner. So um, the challenges that you do in the summertime, you should also prepare for the wintertime because I think the threat will be more relevant in the winter time because of holiday seasons and people not doing the norm, just trying to get out of the elements, you know, in a sense of speaking.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. Well, so the crime stats in Milwaukee drop off quite a bit when it gets cold out because people really don't, they, thats like, they just don't go outside, which... Good, bad, or otherwise, but like in the summer, it's crazy. I mean, there's a—it's literally like Memorial Day weekend. You, it pretty much from there through Labor Day. I mean, there's a sharp uptick in crime in the city. It's, it and it's very weather related. It's really sad, actually, but it's it's a real thing.
0: That sounds like it did when we was over there in Iraq and Afghanistan. (laughs) When it got cold, we didn't get attacked as much. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. human nature is human nature regardless of where you go in the world right right
1: <laughs> bad guys don't like the cold hey that's, that's
0: obvious <laughs> that is obvious
2: <laughs> so
0: um regardless of how it is in your area with the colder season taking place just make sure you train however it is you must carry and if you are somebody who actually carries um like an, a rifle in your vehicle, and if danger was to happen, how fast can you get to it? How fluid can you move with those layers on? And just challenge yourself and just time it and, and see. You know what I'm saying? It's better to be prepared and know versus assuming that you can do it and the worst happens, you know? So, um, speaking of the cold even going further, what about the oil that you use, the oil and lube? How does that fare up to the cold weather?
1: Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't notice a difference. But I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So my buddy, Alan Ferreira, he sent me this YouTube video. And this YouTube video had like five or six different types of oil and lubrication and the guy ran it through a series of tests and he had a breakdown and gave it like um, a, a plus B minus C like a grading scale. And then some stuff he gave a one and a zero or a pass and a fail. And one of those tests was um, putting the lubrication in the freezer and see how it held up in the cold. And three, three of the six products or five products, whatever it was lasted. Like it was still in a liquid form coming out the freezer. And I was like, man, that's pretty unique. So I'm going to write that guy and see if he can do a test with some other, um, products because the products that he used, I was only really familiar with probably one or two of them, Okay, you know, so I'm going to actually write this guy, send the list and, um, and let it go. Actually, I'll send you that video so you can actually see it and give you a, a more clear breakdown of what the oil does to metal and how does it perform in various conditions. You know, because all CLP is not equal, <laughs> and yeah. I I learned that the hard way over in Iraq because um it was hotter, drier, and the CLP we had was literally evaporating as soon as we put it on and you had to resort to other things. And I know like, for me, I was telling my guys who was operating the machine guns, put motor oil on it. Everybody was laughing at me, but that motor oil worked. <laughs> you know, but far as your AR-15s, um, we actually ended up getting a better grade of um, CLP and making that work, you know? So um, what type of oil do you use if you don't mind saying it um, on your firearms?
1: Oh, man, I don't even know the brand. It's the stuff that I got to Train and Learn. It's like, and I,
0: it's no, got like probably a breakthrough. Is it yeah. clean? Yeah. Breakthrough <laughs> yeah. or break. Is a breakthrough or breakthrough clean or something like that?
1: Yeah. yeah. it's. I don't know. I don't have anything to compare it to. I, I don't have any complaints about it. I just, I, it's the only thing that I've tried. So.
0: Nah. So we're going to go ahead and send you some of that um, Aegis. And so you can compare it and see what you think about it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually surprised at the Aegis stuff, how good it actually works. Um, nice. But, you know, there's some a lot of good stuff out there. It's just a matter of what fits you and your realm of shooting. Yeah. Know? But I know you don't want to shoot a dry firearm for too long. <laughs> right. To <laughs> so um, let's, let's talk about that AR or the new firearm and the AR-15 you was talking about last week.
1: Yeah. Um, what's
0: going on with that?
1: So I got an IWI Zion 15. Okay. Um, I like it. I mean, it's it's nothing fancy by any means, but it's fairly lightweight, which was something that I was looking for because, I mean, I don't know. I like to think that I'm strong, but like my upper body gets tired <laughs> when I'm <laughs> holding a rifle for too long. And I've shot several different ones over the, I don't know, you know what brand they were, but um, one of the big things for me was like well I want something that I feel comfortable just carrying that isn't gonna wear me out and that this one um, a friend let me shoot his and I was like this actually seems very comfortable this is something that I feel like I could you know get my own his was decked out way more than mine is but um I liked it I've, I've shot several that were really they looked really cool but they were so freaking happy and I'm like I can't do this like i'm gonna get like two rounds out of my arms are gonna fall off
0: <laughs> so let's think about this now um obviously when you got it it didn't come with no type of sights on it so mm-hmm. what are you running far as red dot or are you going to go with those magpul flip up or any type of flip up sights on it
1: i don't know i've been looking at the um hollison um mm-hmm. I forget what the they all they have such weird names. Like, why can't you just name this something normal? <laughs> I've been marketing, so that's stuff bothers me. Like,
0: make it so people can remember what your product is. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well, we'll um, I think I might seems- have something around here that I can send you. Cool. And, um, and actually, when we go to the next commercial break, I'll go ahead and pull it out and see what you think. And um, if you willing to try it, like I said, I'll drop it in the mail for you and um sure. it, it'll be yours, so you can do whatever you want to do with it <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. so um so now that you got the firearm and now you get to dress it up, so now you already know the type of sights that you want on it. What else do you plan on doing with it?
1: uh well, I actually I would really like to get. Powder coated. I don't think I'm going to. I don't know. I'm going back and forth. It's like not necessary, but I I'm loud and obnoxious, so I like things that I have to be loud and obnoxious as well. Um, okay. And I think that'd be fun. I have a color scheme picked out. We'll see if I actually go with it, but um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So
0: what's what's the color scheme that you're looking at?
1: <laughs> um, it's well, it's basically just kind of the uh. Like your traditional camouflage style, but like very neon, like either a neon yellow scheme or like a neon green scheme, um, mm-hmm. just something like very bright. And I just I think that would just be a fun thing to to do. um I need to figure out. I don't know. I mean, I I still have to play around with it. I've I just got it like a week and a half ago. I've had like no time to really I've t- take it out of the box. I haven't taken to the range yet. Um, It's on my to-do list but yeah I'm at this point I'm just kind of like open to suggestions and just other ideas as to you know what other people are running and what they like the big thing for me is keeping it lighter I don't want it to be a whole lot heavier than what I need it to be just because you know I want to be able to use it if I need to um but yeah any sort of um things that anyone listening, you know, how do they, uh, how do they have their AR set up? I would, I would love to to see what you guys are doing and, and open to suggestions right now.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Um, if you will, like I said, um, head on over to Instagram and Rockstar's page, send her pictures or give her ideas on how to dress up her firearm or just email us at info at m-wtactical.com and send in all the comments and then we'll just forward it on over to Rockstar So she has this project that she can actually do and see what turns out from it. (laughs) Um, Now, one thing I did notice um, probably about two years ago, and this is when the whole um, night vision was big, you know, the um, AR platform market, and everybody was getting the helmets and the the goggles, PBS-14s, PBS-7s, or whatever else is out there. And then um, they had all this gadgetry on their AR-15. And I kind of laughed at it when I seen it because I was more like I was in the military and I know how to use all that stuff. But right now, is that something I can use and benefit from? Because now when you turn around, and you look at it, putting on all that stuff is going to take some time if you have to <laughs> jump up and put it on if you ain't already got it on. And do you train enough with it to know how to use it um, in its effective capacity, whereas it's not gonna be overbearing? Because remember, the more stuff you put on it, possibly the louder it's gonna be also, because more weight is gonna make it unbalanced and how you're gonna balance and counter and all that other stuff. So that, that was one thing I never liked in the military. Whenever we got new equipment, they always gave us new equipment, but we couldn't take any old stuff off. <laughs> so it, it, it was a headache. It was a headache. So I've always said when I got out my stuff, nobody's going to tell me how to do it. I'm going to do it how I see fit. And um, But I, I like to keep my stuff light and simple. Um, one AR-15, I do have a flashlight on it and um, some form of a sighting system. And the other one, I just have a sighting system on it. You know, um, shotgun um, has a sighting system on it. And um, the other shotgun has a flashlight on it. You know, um, none of the handguns have flashlights on them, but I don't do stuff trying to stay relevant or look at it as a cool factor, as a lot of people do. Um, But then again, I always tell people, get what works for you. You know, for instance, um, I don't see a reason to buy a Mercedes because I don't really care what nobody think about me <laughs> and what I'm driving. Right. right. So if I'm driving a 1967 Jalopy, <laughs> as long as it gets me from point A to point B, hey, I'm happy. Right. But um, how many other people look at it like that? You know, so depending on what you do and how you are, it's how people are going to look at it and whatever you do. But once again, it's your money, spending how you, however you feel necessary but I just don't see the need to do what everybody else is doing, especially yeah. if it doesn't benefit me in any type of way. It might interest me, but it's not gonna benefit me either. Right. But you know what I'm saying? So figure out how it works for you in that equation and just run with it, you know, in a sense of speaking. Um, SHOT Show. You didn't go to SHOT Show. I didn't go to SHOT Show. So, who's missing out here? Shot Show crowd or us?
1: <laughs> which, one,
0: which way are we going with this? <laughs> you know? um, Who is isn't Shot Show?
1: I said, I'm like, who's actually, uh, who's all there?
0: Yeah. Um, Let's think about it. Let's see. I know Katie is going, Ken is going, um, my buddy Chris I think is gone. Yeah, South Carolina Gun School, Chris, he's going. Oh, nice. Um, I think Clayton's going.
1: Oh, nice.
0: I think. I can't remember if he said he was or not. Okay. Um, originally, I was going to go, but something came up, and there's another project that I'm working on uh, next week. Actually, I started working on it next week, and um, that's the only reason why I didn't go this time around. Yeah. Um, But normally for me, oh two days is all I really need at SHOT Show. Uh, yeah. Everything else after that is boring to me, <laughs> you know, and I, I get it. You know, people get together. Hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Um, you meet some new people, you meet some new business dealings. Um, that's always the plus side of things, but um, I'm not a partier. Like a lot of people are like, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I don't do any type of drugs or anything. So um, I don't do strip bars. You know what I'm saying? That, that never interests me. And like I said, a lot of people just they go out there and do business and they party, but some of that stuff is just not my lane. Oh. <laughs> you know. So but I, I know for a fact I don't need a week or four days to do what I need to do out there. Two days is enough time for me to do what I gotta do and get out. But um I actually made the determination in December the end of November, the beginning of December, that I wasn't going to SHOT Show this year um, because of this project that I'm doing. Nice. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm pretty sure the reason why you decided not to go was for work reasons, <laughs> unless you just want to stay there and enjoy the cold weather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'll have to plan out my vacations a little bit better next year. <laughs> So then
0: let's plan to try to go to SHOT Show next year and possibly do a recording out there at SHOT Show. Yeah, yeah. let's plan to do that. Um, have you ever been to SHOT Show?
1: Mm-mm. I've been to so many. I used to work trade shows, though. Like, I did that for, like, 10 years. So I'm no stranger to the trade show circuits.
0: Hey, there you go right there. So you're on top of it there. Yeah. For for me, um, like I said, it, it can be fun, but... The first time I went out there, I didn't know what to expect. So I was like, hey, go over here. Let's go over here. Let's do this. Let's do that. The second time, I was more like, I'm going to talk to this person, this person, and this person, and I'm going back to the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how it went for me. Um, but of course, you know, when you're hanging out with KD, and every time we would link up, he would always get the car and always be the one driving. So one time he had me out there, I was like, dude, Uber, I'm going back to the hotel, Uber. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so, um, but that's how it goes right there um but let's plan for SHOT Show next year so we got a year to make that happen perfect <laughs> yeah but you might see me on there I'll take a picture and I'll just be sitting there like where you want to go now <laughs> what do you want to do next <laughs> All Right. so it is like I said it's just I don't know I, I get more enjoyment out of going to uh, the NRA annual meeting um, the USCCA convention. And then um, there was another one I went to that I had fun at. I can't remember the name of it though. It was like a regular gun show though. Um, but it'll come back to me because, you know, like I'm always doing stuff like that. But those shows are more personable because, you know, shot show is not open to the public. You have to um, have credentials to get into there. Yeah. And, um, but, um, have you have you ever went to like the NRA annual meeting or USCCA convention?
1: No. You yeah, I mean, anything. I should. I just haven't. Well, the oh, last two man. years, there haven't there hasn't been like I haven't even wanted to go to any events unless if they have been happening. I mean, some were canceled. Some I'm just like I don't want to deal with people during COVID. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but it's I can not understand. just like,
1: it's not just the convention center. It's like then you're in the city. Like, what are their mandates? What are their stipulations? Like. Flyings a pain. It's just like a whole thing right now. And I, I've traveled all over. I've been to like nine countries and thirty nine states. And like I've traveled a ton for work, like many years ago, right? And it's just like now. I, the last time I was on a plane was November of twenty twenty, and I was like, I don't want to fly right now. It's just <laughs> not enjoyable. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Now I will say, like, I've had more fun at like NRA annual meeting and the USCCA convention. I had a lot more fun at those compared to going to SHOT Show. Sure. Know? And considering SHOT Shows at Vegas, but um, even when I was a drill sergeant, I used to go to Vegas, like, um, every other month for, like, two weekends. Like, I just pick up and just get a plane ticket. Friday night, I'm in Vegas. Sunday morning, I'm leaving Vegas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um so the Vegas life, it doesn't like like do anything for me um, yeah. But at the same time of things. Um, but then again, SHOT Show is only for business reasons only, because like I said, it's not open for the general public and you can't sell anything at SHOT Show, right? Um, now, if you do it outside of the venue, yeah, you could sell stuff then. But if you're trying to sell something within the venue, they're going to shut you down and kick you out. Um. NRA and USCCA is a little bit more personable because now you get to interact with more people that actually follow you and do stuff. Yeah. So, um SHOT show is more like you hanging out with your peers. Everybody's doing the same thing you're doing, so you get to hang out with your peers and share ideas and you know bounce ideas off of each other.
1: Yeah. But,
0: but yeah, so let's um. You plan on going to NRA or USCCA this year?
1: Maybe I don't know. I need to actually. I need to take a real look at my calendar and figure out what events I'm I'm actually going to commit
0: to. (laughs) So we about to start a petition to get Rockstar to go to NRA and USCCA. That's what we're going to do. That's the mission. (laughs) You got a couple months. You got a couple months.
1: Yeah, this is true. (laughs) All
0: right. So um, let's see. Anything else you want to um hit up before we go ahead and um take off for this week?
1: Um trying to think. No, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing people's uh, recommendations and responses to to dress up my AR. I think that'll be a fun little exercise oh, yeah. to, to oh, you're,
0: gonna, you're gonna get some stuff. <laughs> when, you, when you get it, you're gonna be like, What in the world? You're gonna have to look up some of the stuff that people are talking about. Um, and then before you know it, somebody gonna try to make you a sniper. <laughs> <The AR>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people gonna try that one on you right there. Yeah, like I said, if if you don't have anything else you want to cover um, prior to going um, before the ending of the show, um, I'm going to go ahead and just say, um, if you haven't, please go ahead and subscribe to the the M-W Tactical YouTube channel. And just remember that once we do hit 1,000 subscribers, we will go ahead and execute that giveaway. So we won't do it before, but it has to be 1,000. And right now, we already have a few names in the randomizer. So if you already subscribe to it, um, the channel, your name is already in that randomizer. And just go ahead and pass it on to your friends. So on that channel, remember, we do put up the podcast. We do put up our tip segment, and we also do our match review. So um, if you're looking for things firearm, that could be your one-stop shop because I try to cover a little bit of everything (laughs) just to be on the safe side of things. Um, Also, if you will, please go ahead and follow us. Um, Just do a search for at M underscore W tactical and in the Google bar. And that should put you in contact with everything we do. If you're still having trouble trying to find anything we do just head on over to Instagram and look up at M underscore W tactical and click the link in the bio and that link in the bio will take you to everything that we do across the social media platform. Right. Um, Now, if you will go ahead and follow rockstar, you can do so at
1: rockstar burst B E R S T on Instagram. And uh, yeah, you can find me there. I hang out there the most.
0: Hey, That's it right there. So if everybody will until next week, That'll be the next time you hear from us. So please keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun. Y'all take care now.